Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast is dedicated to supporting the Summit League and its student-athletes by commending their accolades and talking hoops. This podcast is hosted by a washed-up NAIA golfer, avid sports fan, and jackrabbit at heart, Madison Van Walligan Boston. We want you to realize what every team in this league has and acknowledge it and not be shocked when your team loses to a team you didn't think they were going to drop a game to because it will happen. Welcome back. Welcome back to Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast. This is our seventh episode of our second season. And the reason that I'm pointing that out is because our seventh episode of our first season is our second highest streamed episode ever. Um, The only episode that has more streams than that was our eighth episode last season, which uh, was an NCAA slash WNIT tournament preview and obviously the NCAA tournament and WNIT went well for both schools from our league that we're competing so it makes sense that that's the highest streamed episode but our second highest is episode seven so we're hoping the same we are currently sitting at 892 downloads um for across both seasons since we started the podcast I would love to get up over a thousand I think that's very feasible um considering that we have a few weeks left of the season and obviously some postseason because we love postseason podcasts. Those are definitely our favorite. Um, but yeah, I think that's very doable. A thousand, maybe 1500. I don't know. I would love to see that. Um, but I just think that, that it's so cool that you guys are actually listening to this. Um, so thank you. I certainly appreciate it. I love the connections that I've made and the relationships that I've developed with people and getting to talk to players and coaches. Um, it's just, it's just so much fun. The SIDs are pretty cool too, you know? So it's been great. So thank you guys for actually listening and continuing to give us a reason to do this because we kind of like doing it. It is February 10th. And that means that we are less than a month away from the conference tournament. Um, I'm like 20, 19 or 20 days away from the flight that I have yet to book. Just waiting on that paycheck. If any of you want to donate to the expensive podcasting hobby that I have, I certainly would not complain about it. Um, definitely thousands in the red between this and my volleyball podcast. I have a very supportive husband who I appreciate a lot <laughs> who lets me spend money on things like this. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. It's 20 days till I get on a plane and come back to Sioux Falls, back to my homeland to experience the beauty and the wonder and the glory that is the Summit League Basketball Championships. Speaking of the Summit League, let's talk about what's going on around it. Let's talk about why we're actually here. I'm going to run you through the standings, um, kind of combined with what happened last night, Thursday, February 9th in the league. So at number one, Still South Dakota State, 13-0 in the league, 20-5 overall. They have their lone travel partner game tomorrow, so they did not play last night. So they're sitting pretty um, in first place, kind of enjoying the extra time to prepare for this week's game. 
In second place, you guessed it, we have a tie because why wouldn't we? Because this is the Summit League. So 2A, second place A, North Dakota State. At 8-5, and five, they were on the wrong end of a five-point hole last night in Omaha. That is kind of the, the game that we're going to feature and break down here in a little bit. Um, so you'll hear more about that. But they lost to Omaha last night. They are 2A at 8-5. and five. 2B at 8-5 and five is Oral Roberts. Also on the wrong end of also a five-point deficit last night at home losing to St. Thomas. So North Dakota State and Oral Roberts, both with a loss last night, both at eight and five, tied for the second place spot in the league. Jumping down to fourth, we have a tie, because of course we do. Um, North Dakota and South Dakota, both at seven and six. North Dakota laid down the hammer in the mountains last night, um, 82-67 win over the Pios out in Denver. USD, again, lone travel partner game with SESU tomorrow, so they did not play last night. They are enjoying their extra time to relax, um, but they are at 7-6 and six and tied with North Dakota for the fourth place spot. Jumping down to sixth place, Omaha at 7-7. Seven and seven. They got a win over NDSU last night. However, someone in our group chat um, I believe it was Brandon Geffrey from the Thundering Herd podcast. Shameless plug. Go listen to his podcast. It is a bison podcast. Um, so as Jackrabbit, I definitely don't tune in religiously, but he gave me a little guff this morning for not listening to it. So I will. He plugged my video on his pod, so I will plug his pod on mine. Please go listen to that. Super cool. He sits down with players um, and just kind of chats about North Dakota State basketball, and it actually is really awesome, and I'm so um, – just like proud and like excited to be associated with him because of what he's doing over there. So definitely go check that out. Anyway, he pointed out in our group chat that Omaha before last night, all of their wins came over the bottom teams in the league. They had no wins over top fives. They certainly came doggone close. They gave SDSU a run for its money um, as well as USD, but they did not have any wins over the top half of the, of the league until last night. So congrats to Omaha for getting your first win over the top half of the league. I don't think Omaha's done yet. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in a hot minute. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, you're going to find out like how close they really are to actually inflicting some pain on some teams. So Omaha's at seven and seven in sixth place. Denver six and eight in seventh place dropped their game to UND last night. St. Thomas and Western are tied at eighth. They are both four and 10. Western got a win over Kansas city last night and St. Thomas got that five point victory over Oral Roberts last night. Skipping ninth because of the tie and down to 10th, we have Kansas City at three and 10. It just, they've just not been able to pull it all together. That's really all I can say about that. Um, the potential is there. They've got some talent down there. Got to remember, they've got a fresh coach too, a fresh staff, um, a fresh team in, in some aspects. Um, so they're just going to need some time. They're just going to need some time. But you know what? They have definitely shown in some parts of some games certain quarters certain halves um what they're capable of but they just like I said have not been able to pull it all together so but they will be in Sioux Falls because everyone will be and we know that anything can happen in Sioux Falls so right now they are in 10th at 3 and 10 
Um, but we'll see what they can do with this this final third of the season. Let's get into this Omaha and North Dakota State game. So, again, five-point win for Omaha over NDSU last night. I believe the score was 63-58 um, in Baxter Arena. For the Bison, 11 women played, and all 11 took a shot on goal. Nine Bison netted at least one. It definitely took a village to try and take down Omaha, but they just could not quite get it done. I will say, heck of a comeback attempt for them. They were down 12 after the third quarter. Um, I believe they were down more than that at one point. I might be wrong, but I know several times that I checked the score throughout the night, I was pleasantly surprised um, with how well Omaha was shooting. Omaha shot nearly 62% in the first quarter alone. Um, so they definitely came out hot and, and ready to go. North Dakota State 3 for 20 behind the arc last night. Yeah. That's a problem. They're going to need to clean that up, um, especially going out to Denver. Denver's a team that NDSU should beat and, and probably will. But if they shoot the way that they did last night, that's not going to happen. So just kind of something to consider. Uh, maybe keep eyes on that NDSU-Denver game tomorrow and see what happens there. But yeah, three for 20 from behind the arc. 38 of their points came in the paint. Um, so maybe a game plan for Denver is to stop points in the paint because that's clearly where they're getting their points from. Uh, but yeah, a few more and they could have gotten it done, but just not their night. For the Mavs, um, obviously do want to give credit to Omaha carrying the crew or just making little moves here and there. Um, they're going to sneak up on some people and, and we're going to talk about that. But last night, Grace Cave went absolutely off. Straight drip, total drip. 19 points, 8 rebounds for her. Kennedy Grant followed with 11 points. And Elena Pilakuta snatched a double-double, 10 points and 11 boards. So let's talk about the standings for a second. Omaha is in 6th, right? 7-7, seven and seven, like I said. They're a half game back of both USD and UND. So if Omaha wins tomorrow, that's a UND loss. Right, that would put Omaha at eight and seven, and UND at seven and seven. I know this is a lot of ifs, but you guys know that I like implications. So we're just and we're getting close to tournament time, and this is this is fun for me. Like the just the analyzing and the like the like the total like mind warp that it is to like try to figure all of this out. This is literally my favorite thing. So an Omaha win tomorrow is a UND loss. Okay. If USD then loses to SDSU tomorrow, which the way SDSU has been shooting, that I if I were a betting woman, like that's where I would put my money. So if USD then loses to SDSU tomorrow, Omaha has now jumped two spots in the standings and is now the lone number four. The number four is a Sunday Summit League tournament team. We're talking no play on Friday, no play on Saturday, a Sunday team. Obviously, you want to be a Saturday team because that would mean that you're the one or two seed. But Sunday ain't so bad for a team like Omaha that has not. I, when has Omaha ever been a Sunday Summit League team? Like, I'm sure it's happened, but like not since I've been paying deep, deep attention to the league. So now let's take it even further. If everything that I just said has happened now and... 
Oral Roberts or NDSU, one of the two teams, loses tomorrow. That team becomes eight and six with Omaha at eight and seven and puts Omaha in the outright four and only a half game back of third. Do you see where this is going? What is happening? What is happening? It's giving chills. Like, I have chills right now thinking about this. I know that's like probably the nerdiest thing that I could have said as I'm sitting here, like, literally watching myself in my freaking podcast camera with my pink little microphone and my Starbucks, like, just like talking about things that make me happy. The nerdiest thing I could have said is that I have chills right now, but I do. But, like, okay, for me, I really think it's just inconsistency all across the board. Like, if you look at it, even SDSU has been a little bit inconsistent. Like, they're, okay, they're winning. They're consistently winning. That's not what I mean when I say inconsistent. But, like, their scoring margin has maybe been a little inconsistent. Omaha had the lead on them at half a couple weeks ago, and they only won that game by nine, I think, and then beat Denver by 10, which those historically... And with the way that SDSU has been scoring, those are two teams that SDSU should be beating. Like they shouldn't, SDSU shouldn't be beating North Dakota State by 28 points. It should be beating Omaha and Denver by 28 points in Kansas City, right? But like, that's not necessarily what's happening. So maybe their scoring margin has been a tad bit inconsistent. Anyway, that's not the point. Inconsistency all across the board. I would honestly be scared of just about everybody in the league right now. And I know that we said this during volleyball season. And if you were with us over on the seventh rotation, you heard me say this, but literally this conference tournament is going to be insane. Insanity. And when we said that during volleyball, every match in the tournament was like total domination. So like, yes, we could be wrong, but also we just want you to realize that every team in this league, we want you to realize what every team in this league has and acknowledge it. And not be shocked when your team loses to a team you didn't think they were going to drop a game to. Because it will happen. It's going to happen to somebody. Somebody is going to be sitting at that Summit League tournament thinking that their team has this game locked up. And out of nowhere, here comes Omaha. Or out of nowhere, here comes Denver. Or, heaven forbid, out of nowhere, absolutely freaking nowhere, here comes Kansas City. Just let that, just, just let that sink in for a minute. Because this, like what's going to happen in Sioux Falls in a couple weeks, I don't know what, what, what it is, but it's going to blow some minds and it's going to be great. Like it's going to be a great time. I'm so excited. Like I'm already like picking out my outfits, you guys. I'm like so excited. Also, sidebar, I, in our group chat, in our men's group chat, we were talking about like where we were going to go, where we were going to hang out, where we were going to get drinks, whatever. Somebody tell me, drop in my mentions and tell me where I can get a good espresso martini. Because I can be like either type of girl, right? Like I can be the espresso martini girl with like the blazer and the done nails but I can also be, insert your favorite type of beer here. Like, I can be both. I am both. I embody both on a, a daily basis. Well, not daily. I'm not, I don't have an issue. But, like, I embody both on a regular basis, right? Like, I can be both. Um, so, yeah. Anywho's okay, well, we 
got to sit down with Coach Aaron Johnston of SDSU this week, um, and that was certainly, certainly fun. So I'll drop that in for you, and we'll be back. All right, folks, we've got a good one today. Six-time Summit League Coach of the Year. And in 22, now 23 seasons at SDSU, he's never had a losing record. We want to welcome Coach Aaron Johnston to the show. Coach, we're so glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, 20-5 and five overall, 13-0 in the league. Everybody wants to know the secret to your success. Uh, the Jacks don't have a single player in the top 25 for minutes played in conference-only stats. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, how is your team able to stay so balanced? Well, you know, say the secret. I mean, I just think it has to do with having a lot of talent on the team. I've always felt that way. And talent in terms of basketball ability and what they bring with their skills and athleticism, uh, but also talent in terms of the kind of teammates they are. Uh, to get at your second part there, you know, most really good players, and we have a lot of really good players, expect to play 30, 35 minutes a game. They expect to have a lot of things run through them. They want to be more of a, a focal point. Uh, and we have a bunch of really, really talented players, but they're such good teammates that they're not worried about the individual accolade, the minute part or the how many shots I'm getting or what my usage is. Um, they just want to win and be successful. And so for us, that's always been what our team has been built on, that balance, depth, a lot of good players help young players grow so they can become great players after we graduate really good good players uh, and we've just done that over and over and i think that's been our our biggest you know formula i guess if you would call it that uh, but that does get to the point that you brought up we get a lot done without relying on any one or two people maya Sellen, for instance is an elite player and she could do more for us and i suspect as we get further and further in the year she'll continue to do a little bit more uh, but she also gives some things up to help our group be the best team we can be and help others develop so uh, it, it's been a really you know, fun process to see that happen year in and year out. Well, to kind of follow up on that, it's been some time since the non-conference now, and the group certainly looks a little more confident, a lot stronger than than we saw in kind of the up and down in the non-con. How has that balance that we just discussed kind of impacted the consistency of the team throughout the conference schedule? Yeah, I think that's a really good word, consistency. I think we've really fallen into roles here in November and December we still were dealing with some injuries. Drew was coming back from an injury. She didn't play in some of her early games. And when she did, she was pretty limited. And then all of a sudden, I think we brought Paige back right around the conference start. And so those are big, you know, positions when you're talking about that point guard spot. And both Drew and Paige have the ability to have huge impacts on our team. And, and so not having them, we had to work through that. I thought Maddie Mathewitz and Ellie Kolbeck as freshmen did a great job at that one, two kind of spot. We used Tori in that spot a little bit. Um, we we're just able to shuffle things around and have a really productive non-conference season. You know, we beat, I think we beat four power five teams. We played seven, seven of our, you know, 12 games were power five opponents. And so we had to do that with some new players, shuffling some things around. And, and now as we brought players back and are a little bit healthier, I think you've seen some consistency. But we grew a lot, I think, in November and December from some of the wins, some, some of the losses. Uh, I think we've always been able to take those things in stride and find ways to improve with it. So uh, I really like where our team's at right now, and, and they seem to be doing really well. 
Um, I'm glad you brought up Drew because I would certainly take some heat for not discussing Drew Gilton. So I want to give you an opportunity to speak on her a little bit more. We knew she was a playmaker coming in from Utah. I think she's fourth on their career assist list over there. Um, And she's got 82 assists on the year here. So talk to me a bit about her ability to just create some opportunities for her teammates. You know, we've really put some things in that that really fit Drew well. Um, Just from watching her play, she is such a good passer and so many of her passes lead directly to a shot or the next pass leads to a shot. Um, you know, it's one thing to have a point guard that really takes care of the ball and can get it where you want it. And, uh, but that's not Drew. Drew creates shots with just her vision and awareness. So as long as we have some, some spacing and try and put people in good spots, you know, Drew's got the ability, especially off of ball screens, handoffs, where she can get just a little bit of an angle and maybe make two people think about guarding her or maybe make the backside person think about helping in. Um, every time somebody does that, she finds the open player. Uh, I, I just really haven't seen anything like it, I guess, to be honest with you. She's she's that good, and, and, and she can make shots, which is great. She can make free throws. She's very just smart as a player. She's very steady. Uh, she's a great teammate coming in as a transfer. That's always um, a tough thing for, for transfers to come in, especially for a good team, you know, coming off of a WNIT you know, championship last year, coming in and feeling like, hey, I've got to fit into this team culture and personality. Uh, she's been great. And, and our, our team looks at her as a leader. Um, but her ability on the floor is has been a, a game changer. I think it's forced us to to adapt and, and put some things in that really fit her strengths. And, and that's, you know, the ultimate compliment when you feel like, ooh, we really need to utilize her talents because we're lucky to have her even for this one year. Absolutely. Well, it's no secret that there is a gap right now between SDSU and the rest of the league. As a Jackrabbit, I love to see it. Um, You've got the travel partner game coming up this weekend. In the previous meeting, your group certainly dominated. We know that you're kind of a one game at a time type of guy. Um, How do you keep everyone motivated and focused knowing that on paper you're the better squad? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we ever really talk about that gap piece. You know, others have asked me about that. Um, if there is a gap, it's in the standings. And if there is a gap in the standings, because we've approached it the way we have, let's prepare for the next game and make that the best game we possibly can. And and I think our team has always been really steady with that. You know, after victories, I think you see our team celebrate, get excited. Uh, but it's still, you know, mild compared to a lot of celebrations out there after losses i think you see our team learn from it there's disappointment but even that is is mild we don't have a lot of peaks and valleys with our team i think even within games we've had plenty of games this year you know and and people keep you know talking about there's a, a gap i don't feel that when we were you know, one bucket away from losing against Oral Roberts early in the year, or we were in a dogfight at St. Thomas, or we were down 11 to 2 at NDSU. I mean, I can go back and find plenty of times throughout the year where it didn't feel like there was any difference between us and our opponent. But I think really what we do is we really stay steady and consistent and just try and make sure we're always getting to the things on the floor that that we can be good at offensively and defensively. How do we get into the system things that highlight our strengths and avoid maybe some of our weaknesses? And I think that consistency over time has been you know, really important. And, and it's hard to do that nowadays. It just is. There's just so much um, outside you know, influence, outside you know, conversation. Um, you know, I think all these young women, young men, whatever sports they're in, 
now more than ever really putting themselves out there for people to judge and to comment on and to watch. And, and those are all choices we all make. So I'm not you know complaining about that. I'm just saying it's, it's even more difficult now to stay steady and stay consistent in the moment. Um, because things are just talked about so much more than they used to be. Um, and that's, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We love the interest and we love the, the people who are following us. We don't want that to change. I'm just saying with that, we need to maintain that consistency. And we've done, I think, a really good job of that over the years. Absolutely. Well, and there's not going to be any gaps come Summit League tournament time. And that's what people have to remember. So certainly, certainly exciting coming up on that. All right, we're going to move into Summit Roulette. These are um, not as serious questions, so a chance to breathe a little bit. Though I do have one that I think is going to throw you off, but it's not this one. My first one is, what song gets you kind of to the center of the locker room and on the dance floor? (laughs) I don't think there's been that song yet. If I had to pick a song that may get me there, oh boy, I don't know that I'm going to get into the center of any dance circle, but... It would probably have to be something, <laughs> probably have to be something from like the 80s, maybe 90s, you know, back in that time. Um, it would have to be something like that. I, I don't know that today's music is going to move me in that way, uh, but something probably from my high school or college genre. I'm guessing there might have been a, a dance floor back in those times of my life, I'm guessing. <laughs> you need a little Duran Duran or something? We can get hey, we can get something cooking. Anytime Wild Boys comes on or something like that from Duran Duran, I think I would get me pretty hyped. I, I was a Duran Duran fan back in those days. Okay, all right. I'm gonna get with my connections in the locker room and see if we can make something happen. Um, what is the best food that you had on a non-conference road trip this season? Well, I think the the best food would have had to have been anything I ate down in the uh, Bahamas, and it has much to do with the atmosphere down there when we were playing at the Battle for Atlantis. Uh, that was fun. What a great trip that was. Uh, the food and everything was was good too, uh, but it was just so much fun to be there with so many people. You know, uh, my family was there, our staff's family were with them, our, our players' families were down there, and it just felt like such a this was a great trip to bring a lot of people together. And that's what makes those, whether it be meals or games or times together, memorable is you're just with the right people. All right. I can guarantee you, you're not ready for this one. What is the weirdest thing that JD Gravina has ever said to you? <laughs> well, maybe the most normal thing would be easier to come up with that. The, the weirdest thing is probably <laughs> more of those. Uh, JD's character for sure. And I, I think everybody in our league appreciates his personality and, and sense of humor for sure. Uh, but I'm pretty, pretty dry out there when it comes to the sideline conversations and things. So he probably feels like he has to either really spice it up or really tone it down depending on what he thinks my mood is. But uh, yeah, he's, he's great. Everybody loves his personality, really free flowing and, and uh, yeah, does a great job. How did he uh, make you feel when he complimented your belt? Because he told me about that. When did he compliment my belt? I'm trying to. Even I don't know. He he said, "Well, so I had him on a couple weeks ago, and I asked him. I've been asking everyone, what's your favorite thing about the Summit League?' And you know, getting some some sappy answers that you'd expect. And JD goes, "Oh, probably making fun of AJ." He's like, "One year I complimented his belt before the game, and I was like, that's your favorite thing about the Summit League is making fun of AJ.'" He was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Well, I don't remember that, so it must not have been too life-altering for me. I apologize to JD here uh, <laughs> after the fact that it hasn't stuck with me. Um, you know what? I, I wear probably one or two belts I have. Um, they're nothing fancy, but I will say this. They are uh, uh, 
flexible, a little bit of elastic in them to kind of change as uh, the the diet changes for me. So I can stay with one <laughs> belt regardless of what's going on with the calories, I guess. That's that's nice. All right. We got to get AJ an NIL uh, belt, belt <laughs> commercial or something. Um, well, lastly, on a bit of a more serious note, your longevity is impeccable, extremely impressive. What is it that you love so much about SDSU? Well, I mean, even as I've talked here today, I think people could sense it really comes down to people and you know, relationships and really trying to be in a place where you feel like there's value that, you know, you bring to a place and a value that people have for you and, and our family. So uh, those relationships and, and the ability to try and help you know, young people pursue their dreams has been something that we're really invested in and feel like this is a great place for us to, to try and help continue to do that. Absolutely. Well, Coach, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a blessing to have you, and we certainly appreciate you sharing your time with us. Okay, thank you. That's Coach Aaron Johnson of South Dakota State. The Jacks are down south at their in-state rival on Saturday. You can catch that at 1 p.m. on Midcoast Sports, ESPN3, or the Jackrabbit Sports Network. Don't go away. We'll be back. Her Turn is a scholarship program designed to provide sport opportunities to young girls within the Brookings community who may not otherwise have the chance. Recipients of a Her Turn scholarship will be able to attend an SDSU athletic camp of their choice at no cost to their family. Not only will a scholarship recipient attend the athletic camp, but they will also experience a college campus, build relationships, and interact with positive female role models. In addition, Her Turn strives to reduce any barrier families commonly face in sport experiences. Her Turn will work with families to provide transportation to and from the camp, as well as provide necessary equipment to attend the camp. Her Turn is affiliated with the Brookings Foundation. If you want to make an impact on young female experiences in sport, you can check out the Her Turn website at herturnsd.org and also donate through the Brookings Foundation website or through Venmo at herturnsd. You can also find Her Turn South Dakota on your regular social media networks with the handle at herturnsd. All right, we are back. What a great opportunity again to sit down with Coach Aaron Johnston of South Dakota State. Such a fun guy. Fun to get him out of his shell a little bit um, and hear about the the music that would inspire him to get on the dance floor. I do love myself some Duran Duran, so good, good to know. I'll just put that one in the back pocket and save it for when I need it. Um, we're going to wrap up today like we always do with what's coming up. So tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Saturday, I guess, um, we've got five games for you and it's tough for me to pick a game of the week because they all matter in some sense, but we'll get to that in a minute. So firstly, Omaha will host North Dakota at Baxter, 12 PM local, you can find that game on Omaha's website. Uh, the travel partner game, Jackrabbits down at that school down south, USD. Um, in Vermilion, 1 o'clock for that game, Midcoast Sports, Midcoast Sports Plus. St. Thomas on the road, Sweeney Center in Kansas City, Missouri, 2 p.m. local time. Kansas City Roos website for that one. North Dakota State on the road. In the Rocky Mountains at Denver, 2 p.m. local. Uh, Denver website, there is a paywall there, but that's where you can find it. And lastly, Western Illinois down in Tulsa, 2 p.m. local. ORU Sports Network, 
with Ryan Breeden is where you can find that. Now, game of the week. Like I said, all of these games matter. I think for me personally, um, my bias, if you will, lies with Omaha right now. I just love the the little run that they're kind of stringing together. Um, and would love to see them get the win tomorrow. That being said, North Dakota laid down the hammer, like we said, out in Denver last night. So if Omaha wants to win, their defense is going to have to be a little better. Defensive performance was not impeccable uh, last night against North Dakota State. So they definitely want to clean that up a little bit, but their their offense has been good. So if they can stick with it um, and get this win, that would allow them to make some money moves in the standings. And now is the time to do so. You definitely want yourself in a position in the last week of the season where where it doesn't have to come down to the last week of the season for you. Um, but as we know, Summit League history, it usually does <laughs> come down to the last week. So And it definitely will for those teams at the bottom. Um so, yeah, I think if I had to pick a game of the week, it'd probably be Omaha, North Dakota. However, all of these games are important. Um, Kansas City is at the bottom at 3-10. and 10. St. Thomas is 4-10. and 10. They've only got a half-game lead over Kansas City. Um, so I think getting the win over them and giving them a game-and-a-half separation there it would be good for St. Thomas. They're shooting the lights out right now. They're definitely pushing their, their scoring average up. Um, so that's good offensively for them. North Dakota State needs to clean up their shooting if they want to beat Denver. We talked about that um, earlier. It wasn't enough in Omaha last night, but hopefully for them will be enough tomorrow. Would also be nice to see Denver get the win. Um, North Dakota State's in the two spot and Denver is in the seven spot right now. So it's I, I understand that that sounds like, oh, two and seven. There's a gap there, but there's not. There isn't. There is no gap. There's ties everywhere. Um, there's just not. It's just so many teams have been all over the place lately that they're the gap really doesn't exist. Um, I really liked what AJ AJ kind of changed my mind about it when we talked. I really liked what he said um, about if there is a gap in the standings, and that's because they've they've stayed consistent. And that's a really a really good point to make. Um, but yeah. All these games are so important. And then lastly, Western and, and Oral Roberts. That game last time, um, overtime, 94 to 90, Oral Roberts in Western Hall in Macomb. Oral Roberts has the home court advantage this time, but Western is going to be hungry for revenge. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens there. We're going to have some good games this weekend, and we're getting close to tournament time. And I'm, I just, I know I keep saying I'm excited, but I can't think of a better word. Ecstatic, stoked, whatever you want, whatever you want to put, um, insert favorite word here that signals excitement. That's what I am for the tournament. So that's all I have for you today. I will be back next week with more. Um, we'll see if things have changed, <laughs> have changed next week or, or not. Um, but yeah. We're getting down to the wire. So remember to tweet, DM us with any questions you have, anything you want us to talk about. Um, and we'll be here just watching, watching and waiting for Sioux Falls. So, all right. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to stay on the summit. <laughs>